0: Hello beautiful people and welcome to Finding Fertility. Welcome back to another Closer Today. It's Tuesday here on Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co. And every Tuesday, I help you get through the BS of infertility one inspirational clip at a time. So it is February, and this February, we are learning, exploring, all about epigenetics. Um, If you have been listening to me long enough, you know epigenetics is my huge why into why I'm doing this, why I am sharing my story, why I hope I'm a little bit inspirational to encourage you to change up your diet and lifestyle to improve your chances of getting pregnant and having a happy and healthy baby. So epigenetics for me, I found out um, about around like 2015, definitely before our second frozen embryo transfer, which resulted in little man. So during my infertility years, I actually was a preschool teacher. I have a degree in early education and childhood study. I thought I wanted to be an early years teacher and decided that wasn't really for me when I was doing my training. So I got into preschool. I had worked with young children in various different ways for almost 20 years and um i thought that was my path and when i started to do diet and lifestyle lifestyle changes myself i started really noticing how many normal health issues our children have like eczema like chronic, drippy nose, you know, always being sick, um, you know, with babies, colicky, um, you know, unable to, you know, soothe themselves because there's always acid reflux or sleeping issues. Um, I mean, the list is kind of endless. And I kind of started thinking of going down the lines of doing health education for young children. But one of the things that I really struggled with during my preschool years was connecting with parents and kind of educating them on how children learn and what they might benefit from. You know, we are very much in a society, unless you live in the Netherlands, of, you know, really pushing on reading and writing skills to our children at a super young age and, um, you know, my, my beliefs and my lifestyle just, you know, kind of went one way and I just struggled with the, you know, the the thinking or the facts that how do I get across to parents who aren't necessarily living a clean lifestyle themselves that this might benefit all of the little health issues that their children are have or even some of the big health issues that are normalized. So when I found out about epigenetics, that was kind of my aha. I thought, you know, I really want to help encourage women who are going through the same struggle as I did, um, realize that diet and lifestyle not only pa- impacts um, their, their own personal health and therefore, you know, their infertility or their fertility um, causing infertility, Um, but also the impact on their unborn child and how much we can influence a very good positive outcome for our children. Like obviously we can't control everything, um, but we do have a lot more power in the way, you know, our genes are performing and you know, we'll talk about this a lot during the month, but um, the impact or the potential impact of passing on those, you know, not performing genes to your child. Now, um, there's several layers of epigenetics, and we're not going to get super, super nerdy on it. But obviously, you have genes that um, you're born with, um and they have you know they're imperfect some of them they're perfect others now your imperfect ones that you are born with um you know you have a you won't be able to change those and let's say you have the MTHFR gene your uh, your husband has it um you're going to pass it on to your child no matter what you do But um, with a lot of people dealing with infertility, we have genes that are acting dirty. Um, This was so much so in my case. And if we don't, you know, put in a really good effort of, you know, cleaning up those genes, there is a very high potential that we can pass on these acting dirty genes to our unborn children, making their lives, you know, very difficult um, and hence making your life very difficult because you're the parent and you are the one who's going to have to deal with it all. So epigenetics was just huge for me. I mean, um, it sounds really scary and it sounds really complex and there is a lot of it that is, but the basis of it is um super simple so i um that is my driving force that is why i am doing this this is why i do the one-on-one coaching and help you guys find the right diet for you and the right lifestyles that you can commit to that you can really put into place and start making a big impact on your own health And then making that impact on your unborn child's health, you know, before you create the sperm, before you create the egg, before you create the embryo. And even if that is all said and done and you have eggs in the freezer like I did it's still really important to improve your health um, before you transfer the embryos back, before you, you know, try to get pregnant naturally, and during the nine months of your baby completely developing into this small human being. So if you're ready to take control, we have a few one-on-one coaching slots still available in February. You can send me an email or you can DM me over on Instagram if you have any more questions. And you can go over to the website findingfertility.co, head over to the coach area and you can read all about what we do over the eight weeks that we do one-on-one together. There's so much that we do, and we break it down to really easy steps to help you figure out what you need. So without further ado, let's get to the clip today. I know I've rambled on a little bit, but we have Pamela Peak, and I just love this clip. It's a really cool introduction to what epigenetics is, and she is uh, uses some humor, so it's a, a very gentle way to break in.
1: So, the hero's journey is all about transformation, isn't it? We're transforming throughout the entire journey, whether it's departure, initiation, or return. You know, it's interesting, in initiation, which is what I'm talking about, Joseph Campbell made it very clear, it's war out there, it's hell. And you need to be armed with everything you can possibly find to be able to get through it day-by-day, minute-by-minute, nanosecond-by-nanosecond. Now, transformation you've heard about could be mental, psychological, spiritual, but I'm going to teach you, I'm going to guide you through a brand-new kind of transformation. Based upon a science that's so exciting that has blown the minds of people like myself, a physician and a scientist, and all my colleagues, and now I'm going to blow your mind. Are you ready? Have you ever heard of epigenetics? Raise your hand. OK, very good. Excellent. Have you had your kale today? Soon, soon you'll understand why this is such, well, an epigenetic transformation, a tale of kale. Ready? OK. Well made it very simple. First, we start with this. I was taught, and I'm going to teach you my journey too, share it with you, that you are what you eat. Have you heard this? Of course, you are what you eat. So, you know, out there, sometimes it works. Well, sometimes it doesn't. (laughs) I try, you know, I really do. So, I try to live a, a very healthy lifestyle. There's my armpit picture, um, I am a triathlete, I like to get out there and kind of, you know, get outdoors, any excuse I can. No matter what it looks like when I do it, but I do it. I have fun, I show up. The same thing goes with the food. Lots of colors, check, check, check. They tell me what to do, I do it. That's exactly what I love to do, right? Did you do that too? Of course you did. Everything was going well. Until something rather interesting happened. Well, you see, the holy grail all along was DNA was your destiny. And that, quite frankly, genes controlled you. So you are what you are. You know, whatever you got when you were born, you're stuck with. And that's it. A little proclivity toward obesity, toward diabetes, heart disease, rot row, you're in trouble, right? Well, what could you do about it? Well, you kind of just keep remembering well, I, I am gonna I eat, I try to do the best I can, but we're, as scientists, We never knew where any of this was going. We had some observational studies and back and forth. What was really happening in that black box? And then all hell broke out in 2007. That's how recent it was, the birth of epigenetics. Let me tell you how it happens. I'll bet you think that all great science happens with strategy, and we sit down with blueprints and figure this out right off the bat. Nah, we're just screwing around in the lab, just trying to figure out fun things to do, and then one day, something wild and crazy happens. Dr. Randy Jurdle at Duke University one day was playing around with some very special mice. They're called agouti mice. Now, agouti mice have the agouti gene, appropriately so. Now, this gene basically condemns them to a life of being obese, floppy, yellow, which is very important because that's connected with this gene, color of the fur, and they die early of all the usual suspects heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. Kind of a, not a good life, right? So one day, he was saying, you know, I know where this gene's located. And I also know that there's these funny little things called methyl donors, CH3, a little side chain, that we could, you know, sometimes play with here that might just do something with this gene, I don't know. Well, what's the worst that can happen? So how do we give these little happy campers, these agouti mice, methyl donors? You guessed it, it's the green stuff. Mom was right. So, he fed them all the greens he could, in the form of folate and B vitamins, the little green things, kind of ground them all up and said here. And he, and he fed the mothers who were going to become pregnant. And then he sat around and he thought, well, I wonder what's going to happen. You see, we scientists have no personal life, so we sit around looking at cages waiting for mice to be born. This is what we do on Friday nights. Right? So he's sitting there, and I was like this with the whole team going, "Okay, let's just pop one of those little babes out and see what it looks like. Son of a gun. The birth of epigenetics. Only eating greens, that mother produced a baby that was lean, brown, and lived forever. (laughs) How cool is that? Eating your greens. Well, needless to say, this was published, and this absolutely ripped apart the entire scientific world. What? This is heresy. DNA is not destiny? No. As it turns out, everything you do with your whole life is now your destiny. Everything from eating to thoughts that you may have to to every single lifestyle habit is messing with one thing in particular, What that is, is your very gene expression. This is a picture from my laboratory at the National Institutes of Health. These are fat cells, know thy enemy. So, (laughs) it's just important. It's part of, you know, it's like a therapy thing. Just keep staring at it. Maybe it'll just sort of go away after all. But there it is. And you can see all the way into the nucleus, right? And one of the things we found out was, wow, I can affect, Everything from my fat cell distribution to how many I have, I could reverse it. So if I got born with something that was a little funky, I can dampen that down. Did you know that if you were born with the most lethal form of the obesity gene, the FTO gene, that by doing something as simple as taking a walk every day, over the course of six months, you dampen it by 40%. Add that, add a little kale to it, (laughs) and then what happens? Wow, you're way over 50%. We're loving it. This is good. We didn't know this. Every single thing. That means, for instance, addiction. Let's look at that for a moment. Cigarettes. Like to smoke? This is your last day. (laughs) Because what happens is, over the course of two to three years, we have counted over 50,000 different genetic mutations that come out of this variations on your gene expression, because you smoked. Your body's saying, what? What are you doing? Think about this. Well, who's saying that, actually? Let's go down to the gene level. When you go to the actual gene level, what do you see? You see the gene sitting there. Nothing's going on with the gene. gene's just sitting there with lots of potential. Little histones hang around. They're little proteins. And they basically monitor what's going on. They play with the volume on this whole thing. And they basically, what are you doing? You're eating a what? That's a ho-ho. That's not food, that's a science fair project. (laughs) I can't believe you just put that in your mouth. Okay, fine, suffer. And then, all of a sudden, the speech to the rest of the body from that gene is erode immune function. Here comes some allergens. It's just a mess. (gasps) She ate an apple. Yay! And the histones are all having little orgasms. And they're all happy and everything. And then they, whoa, and then you augment immune function. You rock and roll. You fill your body with phytonutrients. Isn't that the way to go? What if you were born with the addictive gene? You can dampen it, you can quiet it by every mouthful that you take, every step that you take with physical movement, for instance. And also, please, whatever you do, don't forget the brain, every thought you have. Right now, every single one of you, I'm here as a physician to save your lives. Don't you just love that? I love saying that. It makes me feel so. Well, anyway, I digress. So what I'd like you to do right now is I want to save your life a little bit. I want you to turn to the person next to you, and I want you to say, you are so cool, and give him a high-five right now. All right. OK, we're done. Now, in those few seconds while you were high-fiving somebody, Get your hands off her. (laughs) What you were doing was actually changing gene expression. Because you see you laughing right now? I'm helping save your life. Why? Research shows that you have a choice. You can either laugh or be in despair. You cannot do both at the same time because the brain doesn't work that way. So I'm keeping you over here instead of over there. Are you enjoying yourselves? Wonderful. I'm thrilled. Okay. (laughs) Now, just want to... Drill it home again. DNA is not destiny. This is brand new. This is so exciting and so empowering. It's kind of scary too, isn't it? Because when you think about it, every single thought, every mouthful, every single movement that you take changes gene expression. Remember those histones? They're scoping you right now. Alters your destiny and transforms the mind body. What's not to love? So instead of you are what you eat, you are what your parents ate? Well, that's what this research showed. So, hmm, wait a minute now. In my journey, I had to think about this for a second. No comment about the hair. <laughs> I was helpless. <laughs> now, there's my mom and my dad. The good news is, they ate well. So I'm, I'm looking pretty good in the neighborhood, right? What if they didn't? What if they were like trash eaters? I mean, well, you know. Welcome to America. So here's the deal. What if they were eating not so well? A lot of science fair projects. Hmm, am I still okay? Yeah, you know why? Epigenetics works that way too. Here's the way it works. Remember this. Genetics may load the gun, but epigenetics pulls the trigger. Ah, see, you're all like, wow, put the Prozac away. You're feeling better. (laughs) It's good. It's good. So, I lucked out, my parents are pretty cool, all right? I'm looking good, and then all of a sudden, just when I was sitting back thinking, yeah, this is feeling real good, new research showed up. You are what your grandparents ate. Are you kidding me? That's two generations. Look, this is a hero's journey already. I'm working as hard as I can. I'm trying to do this right. What, two generations? You're killing me here. So I started thinking about this for a second. Now, I know the grandparents on my mom's side. They're okay. They're exonerated. ate okay, musicians, joyful, really nice people, whatever. Didn't know my dad's side because they died early. And I was wondering, wow, you know, who are these people and what goes on? So this is Grandpa Raymond, right? And this is my grandmother on that side, my father's side. And that is Grandma Molnar. Hmm, Elizabeth Molnar. What were you cooking? How did you eat? I started getting a little paranoid. Why? Because the new science on top of the agouti mice, there was something incredible that came down that you need to understand. You know, we look at nature and nurture intertwined. A number of studies showed something really mind-blowing that I want to share with you. And that is the Swedes were the lead-off on this. The Swedes love to count demographics and numbers, and indeed, they collected some of the most incredible data I've ever seen. And this is in the mid-1880s. There's a wonderful little place called Överkalix, and in this place, it's fairly remote in Sweden. They either had feast or famine, and after looking at multiple generations, guess what they found? That If you were the child and the grandchild of someone who had been in famine, you actually live longer because what happens is your genes kick in with survival, don't they? All of a sudden, you just sort of amp it up with the survival thing. That's the good news. The funky news is you also end up having other issues like depression, right? Well, what about if it was feast? You're sitting around there going, yeah, give me that remote, and just letting it rip, right? What happens with those? They actually die earlier, all cause. Hmm, that's interesting. What about the horrific issue of World War II with the Dutch hunger hunger winter? And what they did during that time was, there were little towns in the Netherlands that were cut off, that were blockaded um, during that terrible war. And those people were eating 580 calories a day. 22,000 people died. What happened to their children and their grandchildren? They were all very and significantly underweight for at least two generations, in addition to the psychological prodrome. The Industrial Revolution, hmm, what's up with that? A lot of plastics, a lot of science fair projects, what do you think that's done? Hmm, could that have laid the groundwork for a lot of the issues we see today? Question mark. Epigeneticists are hard at work. And then finally, the British Avon study of the mid-1990s. Guess what they found? They, and and they, this was very important information. When you had the feast or famine, or when you had, in this case, smoking among men, they looked at specifically. And if the smoking started between the ages of 9 and 12, during the time when your epigenome was most vulnerable, guess what happened? Their sons became overweight and obese, and so did their grandchildren. There's a crossover. Wow. Suddenly I was thinking, grandparents, grandparents. Huh? I have to know more about this. I really want to understand more about me. What happened to that side of the family? Because that was a big question mark. So I scoped it out. Guess what? I'm the direct descendant of gypsies. It's a trip. We have all kinds of Hungarians and gypsies and wild and crazy people on that side of the family. And that's what they ate. What is that yellow stuff, anyway? I wanted to understand what kind of life they lived. Well, as it turns out, it was a joyful, wild, and crazy life, too. Just different food. I was kind of interested in that food, kind of paranoid. Where were the greens that I learned to love, those little methyl donors? Well, here's a rep- recipe I found for one of the soups that my grandmother made. You see where it says kale, right? <laughs> I'm obsessed. You notice that. Well, as it turns out, for crying out loud, you methylate not just with kale, that's nothing more than a metaphor for all the great things you're going to be doing for your body, epigenetically, with the great thoughts that you had, with movement that you have, everything, and with what you eat. And that's all good stuff, but I was still paranoid. I was thinking, hmm, I wonder what my genes look like. And I don't mean Calvin Klein. So I went ahead and got a body sync, Data analysis and DNA analysis. Guess what I got? A little swab, just like that CSI Miami thing on TV. I went for the swab, sent it off, and I sat around thinking, oh, no. And I looked at the whole host of genes. I wanted to make sure I was methylating optimally, and so would you. So I looked at one particular gene, especially. I really wanted to hone in on this one, because this was a gene that was really, really, really important to be able to help take methyl donors from folate, like from kale, and to be able to do DNA repair. With all the crazy things I do all day long, and you do all day long, I want to repair my DNA optimally. So, I looked at this one gene. Methylene, tetra, hydro, folate reductase. That's the name of it. Well, I'd never seen it in gene speak. Well, there it is. Okay, I knew you'd get it immediately. (laughs) I looked at it, and I fell off my chair. I said, I can't put that on a slide. (laughs) It's the mother "Mm," gene. And in the case of grandmother Molnar, it's the, put a G there, it's a grandmother "Mm," gene. So there it was. It's an easy one to remember. Lo and behold, my gene was normal. There it is. I'm methylating like crazy. I'm loving every single moment of this. And I methylate with everything, mind, body, mind, mouth, and muscle, all three of them. So I was feeling very, very good. So I'm going to gift you with something special. I promised you that on this hero's journey, you would be armed with something new, not just what you already know about, get in there with perseverance and willpower and determination, of course that's important, but I want to give you epigenine-speak. So you know, getting your veggies. Well, yeah, you already know all that. But now when you walk into a grocery store, I want you to be highly enlightened. I want you to walk up to the produce section and say, I need to score some methyl donors. (laughs) I want to be able to find any way I possibly can to be able to do my methyl donors. And, And you keep saying to yourself, everything I do, from the moment you leave here, what kind of thoughts are you having? Positive thoughts, loving thoughts. You're changing your very epigenome. Positive thoughts, loving thoughts. What are you putting in your mouth? Think about it, be mindful. What about that physical movement of yours? Do you actually assume the vertical? I know it's radical, but do you assume the vertical and move and rejoice that you can do that? Oh, I love that. At the same time, what are you hooked on? What are your genes hooked on, right? Are you into kicking the fix? Come on, man, who needs this nasty thing? These tall things you spend $12.50 for at the barista. Ew, right? Sugary, fatty, salty, hyperpalatables, just kicking in with that food addiction, right? No, instead, come on, do kale. <laughs> so DNA is not destiny. It's not destiny at all. You are. You write the very script of your life, mind, mouth, and muscle. You're the ones doing it, just sitting here right now. You're writing away. Your histones are busily monitoring everything in your life. You love that. At the same time, you treat yourself. I always have a cupcake in at least one slide. There's always a little treat in there. And you're also eating and and rejoicing with Oh, whole foods, love it, love it. How about that physical activity? We love that too. How about mind-body activity? How about those greens? Ah, my histones hearken. It's time to methylate. I wish you all a very green hero's journey.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed that clip. Um, remember down in the show notes you can find the links to the talk it's over on youtube and all the speakers links are there too while you're at it down in the show notes i know you can leave us a rating and a review over on itunes that would really greatly help the podcast out Um, yeah show your love for us let us know what you want to hear more of or what we can do better as well Also, hit us up on IG or TikTok. Let us know that you're listening and loving our episodes. It would mean the world to us and you know how super interactive I am on both of those platforms. And that is us for today. Um, I really hope you're going to enjoy and get inspired by all of our epigenetics clips this month. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on Friday for an episode of Finding Fertility. Have a beautiful week.